Hey everyone, welcome back to my podcast, Unlocking Freemasonry. I'm your host, Elise, and today we are on episode four. So thank you to everyone who has watched the first three episodes. Uh, Last episode, we talked about how there's different viewpoints about Freemasonry being connected to the occult and how they may have some esoteric beliefs, how they were built on those esoteric beliefs. And we also talked about is Freemasonry a cult? What is the definition of a cult and how does Freemasonry fit into that? But today, I'm super excited for this episode. It's definitely going to be my favorite one. We're going to be talking about the conspiracy theories surrounding the Freemasons. So there have been some seriously crazy and wild conspiracies through the years about the Freemasons. Some are definitely, I would say, more believable than others. But then again, there's always a slight possibility for all of them to have some kind of truth. So we're going to start it off big with one of the most high-profile conspiracy theories involving the Freemasons, and this involves the 19th century serial killer Jack the Ripper. So this is a super popular case, and there have been so many theories about this crime, hundreds of books and movies made, and still no one really knows the exact truth. However, there was a pretty strong original theory that the Freemasons were in fact involved in the murders. And again, I could honestly do a whole episode about this one specific crime because there's just so many layers, so much information and small details about it that are so interesting. I seriously recommend watching some documentaries on it, but I'll just give you the basic story. So in 1888, five Whitechapel prostitutes were killed and the crime was never solved. Nothing ever came to fruition. So in 1973, the BBC wanted to get to the bottom of this case, so they made a documentary. And BBC, to start their research, received a lead, and it took them to a man named Joseph Sickert. And Joseph Sickert is the son of artist Walter Sickert. So when interviewed for BBC, Joseph told them that Prince Edward, his nickname is Prince Eddie, he, in 1888, he was second in line to the British throne, very high profile, And so Prince Eddie was friends with Joseph's dad, Walter, and had a close relationship with him. So Prince Eddie married a poor Catholic girl, and they had an illegitimate child. So when Queen Victoria found out about this, she knew it would be a huge scandal, and she thought it would lead to the fall of the British throne. So she got her personal physician, Freemason William Gull, to perform experiments on Prince Eddie's daughter, and this would lead eventually to epilepsy and insanity. But eventually, a woman close with the royal family found out what was going on, that they were giving this girl um, mental issues and experimenting on her on purpose. So when this girl close to the royal family found out, she told her other, she was a prostitute at the time, and she told her other prostitute friends about it. That's where the four other girls come in that were murdered. And so they threatened to reveal the whole story to the general public and expose Prince Edward that he married this poor Catholic girl and had an illegitimate child. They wanted to expose the whole thing. And the queen once again found out about this, and she called on William Gull, who was the Freemason, to fix the situation. 
So he came up with the name Jack the Ripper and murdered the girls. Because of his connection to the Masons, he it was said that he got them to help clean up the evidence. So by the time Joseph Sickert is retelling this to BBC, all of the people involved had died, which is why it's so difficult for us to really find answers to this. But everyone had died except for Prince Eddie's illegitimate daughter. And this is where it gets really wild. Sickert revealed that he is 100% positive that the daughter married his dad, Walter, and Joseph is their son. So just to repeat that, because it might get a little confusing, but Joseph Sickert thinks that Prince Edward's daughter, his illegitimate daughter, married Joseph Sickert's dad. Again, Joseph Sickert's dad is Walter and that Joseph is their son. So this was never confirmed, but the whole story, he, Joseph Sickert later came out and said that the whole story he told on this BBC documentary may not have been true, but we never exactly got confirmation about that. So after this BBC documentary resurfaced with this really awful crime, author Stephen Knight published a book not long after and in this book he kind of followed the same story that the BBC documentary outlines the same original story but instead of pointing the finger at the Queen's physician William Gull Stephen Knight actually accused Joseph's father Walter of being the murderer and there were a few different reasons for this the main one being that Walter was a painter and in a lot of his paintings they were structured around the murder and they kind of hinted around that he did it. So the method of that he also pointed out, Stephen Knight, he pointed out that several Freemason symbols were involved with the crime and the method of murder was found to resemble a Masonic ritual linking them to it. Obviously, this is just speculation. It's not 100% confirmed And since the 70s, there have been countless retellings and theories of who Jack the Ripper really was. And there's really still a debate about whether or not masonry played a prominent role. It definitely played, I think it definitely played some kind of a role. I also think Walter was guilty of the crime. And while I do see the possibility of the masonry symbols being a telling sign the group was involved, I really don't think they played a prominent role. Like I said, I think they might have played a small role, but I really don't think that was the whole point of the the crime. I don't really think that was a substantial part. So another time the Freemasons were said to be involved with murder was actually the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. So there are numerous theories about his assassination, and they will they will most likely remain numerous theories because nothing obviously is ever confirmed. But while JFK was not a Freemason, there were a lot of Masons present for various events surrounding the assassination. And the main reason the Masons are linked to his murder was that in 1961, Kennedy gave an address where he said that America is opposed to secret societies. And he said that dangers come with unwarranted concealment and basically just saying bad negative things about secret societies in America. And the theory goes that the Masons thought that it was an attack against them and that Kennedy would try to dismantle the Masons. 
So they took the necessary precautions to avoid that from happening and they killed him. I think this one is pretty far-fetched, honestly, just because there are other theories that have a lot more evidence and make a lot more sense, but that is totally up for you to interpret. Um, So another conspiracy involving the Masons is that they are working in unison with the Illuminati. I'm not, it's not really a big surprise that this is argued over just because all secret societies are going to be debated about and theories connecting them are always going to arise. And this one has a pretty good reason, I think, for speculation, actually, because the founder of the Illuminati, Adam Wishaput, was a Freemason. And Manly P. Hall actually goes into detail about this in his book, and he claims that there is absolutely no denying the connection during early Freemasonry to the Illuminati. Again, this is one for you to really decide. The Illuminati, even more so than the Masons, I think, are a highly speculated group, and they are usually the brunt of really wild conspiracy theories. So personally, I think that there did used to be a connection just because when the founder of the Illuminati would attend Masonic meetings, he would preach the um, beliefs of the Illuminati. So I do think there's a connection. But today, there is, uh, I think there is much less a possibility of a connection. So another popular conspiracy theory surrounding the Masons is the symbolism of the pentagram. So the pentagram is a symbol that's rooted in geometry and is often taken as a satanic symbol, even though it has no real historical connection to Satanism. However, it's used often in masonry. So some people believe that the streets of Washington, D.C. is satanic and it is representative of the number 666. So most specifically, It is speculated that the map of Washington, D.C. is in the shape of a pentagram that connects the five major sites. Um, This includes the Capitol building. So it's alleged that most of the men who built and designed the city were Freemasons who wanted to intentionally put Masonic symbols through the city. And obviously there have been so many studies done denying this theory, But I think there has also been a good amount of research that supports it. We know just from the history of Freemasons, they were builders. It would not surprise me if this actually turned out to be true. Even though it has been denied, I think there's still a little bit of, you know, I think the speculation of it being true is pretty warranted, in my opinion. Also, if any of you have ever seen the movie um, National Treasure with Nicolas Cage, it's very popular and it, uh, it features this pentagram conspiracy theory with the Freemasons. So the last conspiracy that we're going to talk about is how some people believe that the Freemasons were behind faking the moon landing. <laughs> now, this might sound kind of outrageous, but this one is pretty interesting and like I said, it's far-fetched. It's probably not true, but some people still think it's a possibility, and I'm here to tell you why. So you have probably heard the debate, obviously, about if the U.S. faked the moon landing or not, so we won't get into the details of that. Uh, However, if you are a person who believes we faked the moon landing, then this theory could be very plausible for you. 
So essentially, it's said that the head of NASA at the time, his name was C. Fred Kleinecht, he was a Mason, and how the story is told is that he, his fellow Masons told him that if he could pull off faking the moon landing, he would be promoted to Grand Commander of Masonry of the Masonry Council he was in at the time. And he would be put in charge of basically the whole council. Supposedly, also, there is a picture in the House of Temple in Washington, D.C., of Neil Armstrong on the moon holding his Masonic apron. I'm not exactly sure how true that is. However, out of all the theories that we talked about in this episode, I'd say I believe that this one the absolute least, just because... You would already have to be a conspiracy theorist who believed the moon landings were fake to even consider the fact that the Masons had anything to do with it. Also, there's just not a lot of evidence and no way of knowing what was said in the Masonic meetings. Most of the evidence is just hearsay for this one, in my opinion. So overall, I think we should never rule out everything when it comes to conspiracy theories because you just never know. That being said, I wouldn't recommend putting your full trust in them either. The Freemasons are just so vulnerable to conspiracy theories and being the brunt of these accusations because they keep their society so secret. So I really do believe that people will be trying to connect things back to them for as long as they're around. Very similar to the Illuminati. Again, that's probably how people think they're connected to. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it. There are also a few other conspiracy theories that are less popular with the Freemasons and also less plausible, in my opinion, that you can look into. They're super interesting. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. See you next episode.